always hate when you pound anything like this and you just use this mic, it turns into a, a boom. That's really, is that ringing? No? Okay, it's just my, me then. All right, go ahead and turn in your Bibles to Genesis 22. Genesis 22. We're going to talk about uh, responding to the Lord. Uh, after God gives you a command, God gives you a, a leading, uh, and how are you supposed to respond to that? And a great example of that is Abraham. Uh, in his response, it's a well-known uh, story in the Bible about having to uh, sacrifice Isaac. And, and we want to take a look and see what exactly Abraham, uh, his, I don't want to say like Pastor does, the strengths and the weakness. But what, what did Abraham follow uh, to, to choose the right decisions uh, to, to be blessed by God. And, and we look, before we go in there, a great verse that goes straight along with this, 1 Samuel 15, 22. And Samuel said, Hath the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, it is better to, bleh, behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to hearken than the fat of rams. God wants us to obey. He, he doesn't care about the whys. He doesn't care about how. He, he, Samuel says it's better to obey than to even sacrifice to the Lord. So let's read uh, Genesis 22, 1 through 19. And it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him, Abraham, and he said, Behold, here am I. And he said, Take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Mor Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains which I will tell thee of. And Abraham rose up early in the morning and saddled his ass and took two of his young men with him, and Isaac his son, and clave the wood for the burnt offering, and rose up and went unto the place of which God had told him. Then on the third day Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said unto the young men, Abide ye here with the ass, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. And Abraham took the wood and the of the burnt offering and laid it upon Isaac his son, and he took the fire in his hand and the knife, and they went both of them together. And Isaac spake unto Abraham his father and said, My father, and he said, Here am I, my son. And he said, Behold, the fire and the wood... But where is the lamb for the burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went both of them together. And they came, and they came to the place which God had told him of. And Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac his son and laid him on, upon the altar. Laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. And the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Lay not thine hand upon thy lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, seeing that thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him, a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering instead of his son. Let's pray and we'll 
get into the lesson. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you so much for, uh, again, being able to be in your house this morning, being able to uh, be around your word, uh, Lord, and I pray that you uh, give us exactly what we need from your lesson, from your word. You put this specific story in your your word for a reason lord and i pray that uh, there's things that you want us to be able to uh, realize and gain from what you have taught and what abraham showed us lord i pray that you open our eyes and help me be able to give exactly what you want me to say in your name i ask amen so abraham obviously there there's now i'll i'll uh I'm going to interject stuff that has nothing to do with the lessons just because my brain sees things that I think are very interesting. Um, but they won't be a part of the lesson, but they'll just be free on top of it. Uh, but the first thing as we look at uh, verse 1 and 2 is the request to Abraham. Now, it's not really much of a request. It's more of a command from God. Uh, God says, take that now thy son, thine only son Isaac, which is interesting because at this point in time he has Ishmael. Isaac is not his, technically, his only son, but according to God, it is. God asked, first of all, he wants his best. He didn't ask for Ishmael. He could have easily just said, take Ishmael up and sacrifice him to me. But God wanted his best. And it's interesting because in Malachi 1, uh, one of the things that w we read in chapter 1 of that book is that God starts being very upset that these Israelites are sacrificing not the best, not the blemished, or they're sacrificing blemished, blind, and lame lambs upon the altar instead of their best that God commanded them to do. And so he doesn't ask for something that won't be a sacrifice to you. He'll never get you into a temptation or test you where it's not going to strain you. The point of it is always to give your best to make it not, uh, you know, so easy that it's like, oh, yeah, sure, here, I can give you that. That's no problem. No, when, just like tithe is 10%, that should be no issue, but offerings and faith promise is above that. And that's the point of faith promise is that you're, you're trusting that God's going to give you this and it's going to cut into what you would think that, you need that 90%. You need that rest to be able to pay the bills and everything, but you're going to sacrifice and trust God. He wants your best, and you need to be able to give it to him. The next thing he does is he asks for his dreams. He, he's literally saying, before, before this, he tells Abraham, I'm going to give you a son that through him all nations will be blessed, and your, the number of you will be more than the sand. Now God's asking him to offer him as a sacrifice. That's his future. That, that's the entire race of Israel now going to be sacrificed. And Abraham has to come to the realization that I'm going to obey rather than question. He, the next thing is he asked for an unexplainable thing. His son. You could easily say that Abraham could have said, okay, Lord, uh, you know, that's what the heathen do. They, they offer human life. We offer lambs and we offer bulls. And, but you're asking me, he could have easily said, wait, Lord, you, this doesn't make sense. But God isn't asking you to understand why he's 
putting you through something. He's not asking you to ask why should I obey. He wants you just to obey. And we don't ever see anywhere that Abraham goes, well, I don't know, Lord. He, he doesn't question. He goes straight from verse 2 about God telling him, take thine only son Isaac. And verse 3, Abraham rose up early. There's no, nothing in the word of God that says that Abraham went to Sarah and said, hey, listen, and I don't, I don't know, this might be the Josh translation, but I don't know what he would have done. You know, it doesn't say where Abraham was at, but I can imagine he's out in the field or something, and he gets the audible word of God telling him, hey, I want you to do this. And you can imagine walking home, how am I going to tell Sarah? How am I going to tell my wife about this? I mean, this, this is the one that he, we've prayed for and that we finally have a son and, and now I'm going to have to offer him as a sacrifice. The Bible doesn't even really say that he had a conversation with his wife. He just, this is what God said and I'm going to do it. And the other interesting thing, like I said, is extra. He rose up early in the morning. There was a purpose to get up early, you have to make a purpose to do that. Just like reading your Bible in the morning. You have to make it a purpose or getting up in the morning isn't really anything that's going to be... It, it's not going to be difficult just to go, ah, I'm going to snooze and then skip your devotions. You have to make it a purpose. Just like Abraham rose up early because this was a purpose he was going to do. So we see that God made a request or a command for him. Well... Let's look at the response that Abraham said. In, in verse 3, like I already said, Abraham rose up early in the morning. It was prompt. It was right away. There was no delayed in his obedience. We could say that Abraham delayed in obedience is disobedience. Abraham did not want anywhere near being disobedient to the Lord. This was his command. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it right now. He didn't put it off a week or two to think about it and pray about it and say, well, should I really do this? When God said do it, Abraham was right there to do it. The next thing is he was prepared to do it. Verse 3, And Abraham rose up early in the morning and saddled his ass and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son and clave the wood for the burnt offering. He was prepared. It wasn't like he stammered around and, okay, we got to go do this. Oh, we got to go chop the wood no everything was already in order he already had the wood that was ready to go he already had the fire it, it became to where he he made sure he had everything he needed already to do it there wasn't a slow to obey it was right away the next thing is it was personal he takes his servants with him but he tells them you stay here we're, we're going to go up and worship the Lord. Now, it's interesting that he, he doesn't have them come with him, but he wants this to be something between he, his son, and God. This, this test was not to his servants. His test was not to anybody else. It was between him and God. And he made sure that I, part of it maybe, I don't know exactly what's going to happen, I don't know how to explain it to you guys, but I'm just going to take my son and go do this. It could have been that. It could have been that this is between me and my Lord, and I'm going to do it just like that. 
So it was personal. The next thing, it's interesting, it was praise-filled. We, we would think and hear, oh, this Mount Moriah where he's going to go sacrifice, it, it's a valley. Abraham sees it as a mountain. Verse 5 says, And I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. Abraham saw this as, I'm going to go worship the Lord. I'm, I'm not, this isn't, I'm heavy hearted. This isn't, I'm going to cry while I'm going. I'm going to worship God. Yes, this might be really tough and hard to do, but the purpose of this whole sacrifice and the whole reason we're going is to give praise and honor and worship God. He, he saw this specifically to be towards the Lord, to be worshiping God. The next thing is it was precise. And this is where I find interesting, and we'll go off on a little rabbit trail, but uh, God tells him that he's going to show uh, on one of the mountains which I will tell thee. Uh, and Abraham saw the place afar off. And verse 9, And they came to the place which God had told him of. It was a precise, a specific location that God told him where to go. And Abraham did not want to just, okay, we're, we're out of eyeshot from everybody else. We'll do it right here. He wanted to be exactly where, the God, where God wanted him to be. Now, side note, and this is what I was meaning by I'm going to add some stuff, is Mount Moriah. That's in Jerusalem. In fact, it's very close. It's exactly where the temple is built around Mount Moriah. Now, can you think of anywhere else, just like God said, I'm going to show you a place. Uh, I'm going to tell you exactly where it is, and you're going to be able to notice it. God's not just going to say it's upon the mountain. It's a specific place. Where else in the Bible is there a hill or a mountain that is specifically named and seen something that you could see it afar off and go, that's it? Golgotha, the place of the skull. Now, it doesn't say that this is the exact same place that Christ was crucified, but I think that God, knowing and foreknowledge, could easily have said, hey, by the way, Abraham, there's a place, there's a mountain you're going to be going, and there's going to be a place that's going to look like a skull. And that's where I want you to sacrifice Isaac. Doesn't say that, doesn't specifically give us that, but it might have been the exact same place. Who knows? But I think that's interesting that God would have put it in there. And I could see that God, through all his handiwork, would have said, that's the place where I want you to do it. Because this whole picture is a picture of Christ being slaughtered, being slain as the lamb, and it would, I don't know, just go all fit together, in, in my opinion. The other thing is it was pure. He, like I said, he didn't want any, like, like, verse 10. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. He didn't, he didn't wait. He, he built the altar. He put the wood on it. He tied his son up, which, you know, growing up, Back in Sunday school, we'd always see Abraham and Isaac, and Isaac was this, like, Charlie or Jackson age little boy who didn't have any choice, really. According to the Bible, Isaac was 20. He was teens, 20. I mean, he, he could have easily just said, I don't know, Abraham, Dad, I don't, I don't know about this. I, we always see a lot of faith in Abraham, but I think 
Isaac had to have a lot of faith too to be able to say, okay, Lord, you know, that you told my father to do this. All right, I'm going to trust both my father and God that he's going to do whatever he's supposed to do. And the faith that it would take Isaac to say, okay, go ahead and tie me up. I mean, I'm pretty sure that Isaac at this point in time could have outran his father, uh, could have said, nah, I'm okay, I'm good. I, I think I, I forgot my water back at the, uh, the donkey. I'm going to go get it real quick and then left. But he didn't. He was faithful just like Abraham was. And the result of Abraham being obedient right away is he was blessed of God. We, verse 17 says that in blessing I will bless thee, and in multiplying I will multiply thy seed as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is upon the seashore, and thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies. And in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed, because thou hast obeyed my voice. Verse 17, 18, 19 came after Abraham obeyed. It wasn't before. It wasn't that he had all these things and, okay, well, I, I guess I should obey. No, he obeyed first and God gave the blessings afterward. We, we have to not realize that the blessings from God are not deserved. And we have to understand that from the get-go. We don't deserve anything. Nor are they necess necessarily earned either. We don't earn our blessings. We just need to obey and uh, live the life that God can bless. Uh, the last thing is God fulfilled his promise. Abraham, and later in the New Testament, Abraham, it tells that Abraham had the belief in the thought that even if I was to sacrifice and God would have me go through the whole killing Isaac that he would have raised him from the dead because this is the promise that I had he he knew and when he tells his servants that I and the lad uh, verse five and Abraham said unto his young men abide here ye with the ass and I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you there was no doubt in Abraham's mind that I'm coming back, so is Isaac. And he had the faith and the obedience to do what he was supposed to do. And, and patience uh, is one of the other big characteristics that Abraham had. Now, a lot of times he didn't always do what was right and didn't have practice that patience, but the patience to be able to say, to go through dealing with Lot, and, and talking with God and trying to save him there. Being told you're going to have a son and then waiting. Again, he didn't always choose the correct things, but he was patient to be able to wait upon the Lord. And this, this command that God said, go sacrifice him, Abraham had to have the patience to realize, all right, well, if this is the son that you gave me that's supposed to create a nation from and I kill him, then you're going to have to do something, and I need to be able to be willing to wait for that promise to come. By nature, we're not patient people. We're not, we're not people that obey right away either. Uh, Charlie's very good at 
he'll do what you told him, but he'll drag his feet till he is ready to do it. And so we have to not be like that. We have to realize no matter what the point of the command is from God, that we need to obey him and obey him right away and not question. And the one thing I, I think I got the most out of it is God didn't give Abraham all the whys. He didn't answer any questions. He didn't say, hey, go sacrifice your son. By the way, there will be a ram behind you. I just want to test you to make sure you're willing to do this. He doesn't give him any answers. He doesn't even say, hey, you know, I know this is what the heathen do, and but I want you to. He doesn't give any answers to whys. He just wanted Abraham to step out in faith and obey him. And so we have to realize that no matter what command that God gives in his word, that we need to just obey it. My brother always said to, to walk the Christian life and to know what his will is, is to do exactly what you know to do. Is, he calls it brushing your teeth. You know you're supposed to brush your teeth in the morning, so you brush your teeth. Same thing, God gave us a bunch of different commands that we should follow, that we know we should do, have devotions in the morning. Read your Bible, pray, go to church. There, there's things that should be simple as brushing your teeth that you should just do day to day to day. But we have to obey them. And by obeying them, we're able to take the next step. And God will open the doors just like he did for Abraham. So let's, let's obey and obey right away, just like Pastor Pirate always says. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for uh, giving us Abraham and, and giving Abraham the faith and the obedience to be able to uh, take a situation that I don't know that any of us would be able to uh, jump on as quickly uh, with no questions asked. Oh, Lord, but you're... Your will is perfect, and Lord, we need to learn to trust you and to uh, not question anything that you have us do, but Lord, just obey. Uh, we, we may get the answers later. We may uh, be able to find out why afterwards, but Lord, we, we need to take that step of obedience first, and we need to make that a practice that we do first and, and not ask why and not uh, pray that things would be different, that we would uh, ask other people, but Lord, that you would lead us and that we would just obey what you have for us in the word. Lord, I pray that you be with the next hour. I pray that you be with Brian, fill him with your Holy Spirit, uh, give him your power, and I pray that you be with each and every one of our hearts, that we uh, be open and ready to be able to receive what you have for us, that we leave not the same way we came in these doors, or that we... we Get tired of being stirred but not being changed. Lord, I pray that we uh, make those changes that you have for us, that we be uh, fit vessels to be used for you. In your name I pray, amen. You are dismissed.